All right. I don't know what the odds were on Bogdan Bogdanovich and the Kings matching or declining, but you probably could have bet on it at my bookie. My bookie is a home run. It's a slam dunk. It's a game-winning shot. It's a touchdown. It's everything that you need. They have up-to-the-minute odds on your favorite team. And with the NBA right around the corner, my bookie has got you. With the NFL season in full stretch here and the playoffs just around the corner, my bookie has got you. Uh, with my bookie, the terms are simple. You bet, you win, they pay. Use the promo code HoopBall and they'll match your deposit 100%. Again, use the promo code HoopBall and they'll match your deposit 100% no matter what uh, your favorite sport to have some fun with is. At my bookie, again, the terms are very simple. You bet, you win, they pay. Well, we are dropping this episode of the Hoop Ball Podcast here on the Hoop Ball Podcast Network in partnership with Be Heard, Damian Barling, Joe Adge. We're recording this uh, a, a day early uh, for multiple reasons. Thanksgiving is coming up. We thought, hey, let's go ahead and record something to let people have something to listen to if they're on the road. Hopefully people aren't traveling too much. So maybe you're staying in the house and you need something to listen to. Uh, we got you. Or perhaps you're pulling your hair out over the recent announcement of Bogdan Bogdanovich. The Sacramento Kings did not match the offer sheet that the Atlanta Hawks presented to him. The four years, $72 million offer sheet that the Atlanta Hawks presented to him on Sunday. Sacramento Kings started over. We honestly thought we were going to record, be recording this podcast at 8.59. Uh, they left us about a two, three-hour window here before the actual deadline, but they used up a lot more of it than we thought they would. And Jill, uh, Bogey is done, uh, no longer a Sacramento King, and I know what's going to drive people crazy is they lost him for nothing. Yeah, and... Mark Stein just tweeted out something that exactly fit that. It said after a league leading 14 seasons in a row out of the playoffs and then two bolts of possibility, Tyrese Halliburton and they drafted De'Aaron Fox extended. This has to be a difficult outcome for Kings fans to stomach to see such a highly coveted player exit without compensation. And that's really all that it comes down to is again, we're seeing another player leave without yeah. anything. And I, I 14 years makes this kind of situation so much worse than let's say if we had, this was a team that was in the playoffs and you're now retooling, right? Like you're sure. seeing Oklahoma city and other ones doing, but then people will say, well, Sam Presti gets assets for his people. Okay. You know, but this is a new guy taking over and there's really nothing I can say. I mean, I've tried to say it all on Twitter, like to be as positive as I can be. <laughs> um, but there, there's no, people don't want to hear it. That's the point. Like pe people are already pissed off about 14 seasons and everything else that there's no spin. There's nothing you can do. I don't think that's, People have made their minds. They either like the move, they don't like the move. There's there's no there's no bright spot if if you've made your decision one way or the other, at least from what I've seen. <laughs> you know, I, I think there's a couple of things to point out that are worth there's there's a couple of things worth mentioning, particularly Adrian Wojanowski's tweets. Um, there's there's multiple different things worth pointing out. Uh, one King's front office labored over the decision, but kept coming back to new GM Monty McNair's plan to maintain roster flexibility. Keeping Bogdanovich would have severely limited the organization's ability to continue reshaping the team around its young core of Fox, Bagley, and Heald. So that last line got a lot of people's attention. And I think it got a lot of people's attention because it's Buddy's name involved there at the end. And so you wonder... Is this Adrian Wojnarowski putting those three together as the young core, or did this young core come from someone uh, inside the Kings front office? Right. Well, and then everyone's wondering, is he really part of the core or are they just trying to to throw his name out there to garner, you know, hoping sure. that he's going to get his marketability back up and go, mm -hmm. because I don't doubt that these last 48 hours, they looked, they looked at every possible angle just because we didn't hear about it. 
I mean, I saw that a lot of, oh, he's not doing anything because we're not hearing about it. Come on, guys. Like, that's. This, this is not the same office that it was before. Made it clear. He, they talked to 90 people in the draft process without you knowing. And yeah. they even talked to the, they, our media interviewed people that he talked to. And they even said it after the fact, like they, they, they're asking people to, to not apparent, probably talk about them. Um, but I mean, you're putting stats up and, and if you truly are, focusing on Fox and Tyrese, no matter what you think about Buddy, he fits better with those two players, regardless. Yes, I know we're not getting assets back. There's nothing you can say about that. But the player that fits best next to those two guys is Buddy, whether you like Buddy Heald or not. Um, And if they truly think that Tyrese can fit what what bogey you know bogey's role eventually obviously it's not going to happen overnight then they think they have their filler and they're not paying 72 million dollars for it sure and again james ham mentioned you know before during the draft process that the kings were going to be drafting like bogey was not there and yes they there was that botched trade, which we've heard all the speculation on. Yeah. Was it his agent? Because his agent has done this three other times or two other times with other teams. Like there's a history there. Um, you know, it's, it's, I think it's more frustrating that we did see that we were going to get something back, or at least we heard we were going to get something back on Monday. And yeah. then you've waited a whole, what, over a week now. And you're seeing, Again, nothing back. But to me, this is just as much on ownership and previous previous GM that they automatically just assumed, you know, these these trades were available at the deadline. We heard Philadelphia wanted That's them. That's right. We heard, we heard Milwaukee wanted them. Same thing for Dante. But Vladi was going to be here. And he he had said that he had thought around fit, between like 15, 18 that he would be able to bring him back. But Vladi's not here and Vivek made that decision. So now you have to live with the fact that there's a new regime coming in and he doesn't necessarily value or treat these pieces the same as previous management or no matter what a fan base thinks they're, they're worth. I, 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 I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll keep this as clean as possible <laughs> for the Sacramento Kings podcast. I've, use this uh, i've 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 discussed this on on different podcasts before but you can choose to take this however you want to just because a new regime comes in or a new administration if you will it doesn't mean everything is going to be better immediately right there is a long road to fix things for all of the new administrations coming in, there is a long road to fix things and being able to fix all of the being able to fix contract issues, being able to fix uh, restricted free agency issues. I, I, Jill, I've said this forever. I didn't think at any point until the trade deadline had passed that Bogey and Buddy were going to be on the same team. One was going to be moved because if you kept Buddy, to me, that signified you weren't going to match the contract that Bogey was offered. Right. If you traded Buddy and kept a Bogey, that meant you were going to match whatever offer was put in front of him. There's a second uh, or, or, or another follow-up tweet from Adrian Wojnarowski that I think is worth pointing out. And he's talking about the Hawks general manager and he uses the line, it was a wise gamble to overpay market value on Bogdan Bogdanovich. He hit at the higher end of the number we all thought he was going to go at. You mentioned 15 to 18. He wind up getting the 472. That's on the high end. That's right. on this. That's on the 18 million part. And Adrian Wojnarowski refers to that as over market value. If the Kings had paid over market value for a player, fans would equally be losing their mind. If it, now I'm not talking about Bogdan Bogdanovich. I'm talking right. about a player in free agency. If you had paid over market value to attract a free agent people would have been losing their mind. They would have been so frustrated with it. It's John Salmons all over again, or it's player X, Y, Z. Like it, it, it doesn't matter, but there's something. And, and I understand the, and, and we had Bryant West on today and, and he wrote a great column for the Kings Herald about um, why it was so important for the Kings to match bogey. 
uh, or match Atlanta for a bogey. And I thought, you know, that's not how I feel. Let's get Brian on because I think it creates a an interesting conversation. And uh, Jason Anderson, you know, said the same thing and that you 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 can't allow talent to just walk out the door when you've missed playoffs as many times in a row as the Sacramento Kings have. You can't just allow talent to leave. You can't just allow talent to walk out the door. And it started to change my mind a little bit. Like, yeah, maybe it is best for, for the Kings to match, match Atlanta's deal. But hypothetically, Joe, what if bogey gets hurt? Right. What if, which he has been hurt previously. What if he stinks? Like, what if he winds up not fitting into what the Kings are doing? I know that's a long shot, but just, just help me play out worst case scenario. And he becomes extremely difficult to trade, not just because of his dollar figure, but because of his production. So having this idea of, I I forgot the exact numbers, but I think it's 80 for buddy 72 for bogey. I think it's 60 plus for Harrison Barnes. Andy Aaron's new contract kicks in next year. Like that is a lot of money wrapped up for four players on a team. That's not good. I'm actually, I know, and, and, and we knew this this morning when we took the air on ESPN 1320, we're in the minority here. I'm okay that Monty McNair didn't match that contract. I don't have a problem with it. But Right. I, I I understand I, the I, argument I, about trading. Right. Like I, I get it. I just the, I, he's being off with nothing. And I've seen. Well, we if we could have at least got a second, that was something. I get it. But even looking at their at their salary cap, where we have what, not including not including the rookies, we have we had ten, and it was a uh, at ninety six million, I believe. Next year, we have six at ninety three million on a horrible, I don't even want to say horrible, on a bad, like on a young, bad team. Like Mm -hmm. now we're actually getting younger. This just got us younger, okay? Whether we like it or not, and I know there are people that believe, oh, had Bagley not gotten hurt, we would have been that eight seed and we would have seen the same team that we saw. Under Luke, I'm not convinced that that team would have been the same team. I'm not, like, I'm not. And we have seen attitudes from players that shows me that no matter what the coach was, we weren't necessarily going to see that, or if they're going to change the style of play. I, I may be naive here or people will say, you know, rainbow color glasses, but we, we brought in a GM who went through this. He was hired in Houston during the, their, their big rebuild process where they lost McGrady. They lost Yao Ming. And he watched how you can rebuild a team and see it last for eight seasons in the playoffs. Yeah. I'm not saying he can do that here, but I'm hoping that he sure as hell knows way more things than any of us know, you know, on our end that he's, he's been working the phones. He's been talking to other GMs. He's, he, he has a feel for people's worth what what the market's like right now what i mean we all act like we know what somebody's worth we don't <laughs> like we, we, and we love to overvaluate our players and what we're going to get back for him i'm sure as hell hoping that this was his vision he he saw it through whether we agree with it or not and we we're not going to find out like you said overnight it's going to be a process to see if this worked and you know if two three years now from this this didn't work then we'll we'll roast them like we have like all the other ones DM besides yeah. jeff petrie that we have in the 35 years that the kings have been around but we're, is... fi- we're seeing a guy who's not who's not overpaying free agents and who's kind of going against the norm of what these previous guys were doing. And I will pay you whatever I want to maybe try and get that eight seed. He, it looks like he's tearing everything down to rebuild it back up at least around Fox. We know that Fox and Halliburton who they just drafted. Yeah. Bagley. We're still waiting to see. I mean, this place has had so many more issues. Yes. This is just another piece on top of it. But let's not act like this is the the pinnacle piece and, you know, what has been a dumpster fire the last 14 years. 
I just, I, 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 again, I'm, I, I'm not like adamant in one direction they had. I know this is like bad sports take, right? You're a sports media person. You're supposed to have this flaming hot take and you're going to yell at about it. And you're going to tell everyone who doesn't agree with you that they're stupid. But I understand everybody who feels like you. I understand everybody who feels like Brian and really, I understand everybody who thinks they have to match this deal. You have to keep talent in uniform and you figure it out after that. But at the same time, I can completely see the mindset of why it's a, it's a gamble. It's a $72 million gamble over the next four years. And should something go wrong? We saw Clay Thompson go down with an Achilles tear in a workout in a, in a, in a preseason in a, in an off season workout Anything can happen here at this point. Oh, by the way, I know a lot of people don't recognize this, but there is still a global pandemic going on. Who knows what type of ramifications that'll have on this upcoming season? You know what I mean? So, right. I'm and, not and mad. No, like I'm the no I'm, trade clause. He put every everything possible oh, in that contract to not want to come back. If and it was like Bogey said, or his agent yeah. or Atlanta, they built right. that thing beautifully. And I'm sure it was together. Yeah. Um, but like you said, he has to agree to no trade clause. Had let's say worst case scenario, he did came back. You made the gamble. He went down. No one's waiving that trade clause. No yeah. one's also trading That's for right. him. And yep. you are now eating 72 million on top of on top of Barnes, on top of Buddy. And then everybody, you're you're back in the same boat of everybody knows you're a seller and you gotta get out and you gotta, you know. I use the analogy that bogey and I, and I hate this because it's, it's, it's the way we as fans and it's the way we in media often talk about professional athletes. And it's one of the things that drives me crazy about this industry is we talk about athletes as like stocks and commodities. And so I ran with that and said, bogey, this deal is essentially, it's a brand new car. It's a 2021 Audi, whatever you want it to be. It's a, 2021 BMW X seven. Boom. You know, it's a nice car. And the second you sign the paperwork and drive that car off the lot, it's depreciating value. What I, it's a depreciating asset. What I felt like was the second the Kings match that you just said, everybody in the league is going to know your sellers. The second the Kings match that deal, everybody in the league knows their sellers and bogey and buddy immediately become depreciating assets. They immediately become assets that no longer had the val the same value that they had before that offer was matched. And so I don't think there's this just great grand trade that makes everybody happy available out there just because you match the offer sheet. Yeah. And I think the part, the part that sucks the most, and you're right. And this is the part that sucks the most is a couple of days ago, we thought there was something coming back in return or, you know, but we had started to talk about, we did a whole podcast on freaking Dante DiVincenzo right. as part of the draft, you know, being, being a part of the Sacramento Kings. And to me, Monty, how I'm taking it to Monty is clearly that 72 million gamble wasn't worth the possibilities of what he could get in return that he knew he maybe knows the market better than we, we do and what he could get at maybe trade deadline or a year from now that the gamble wasn't the rookie, the rookie deal or a first round pick wasn't what he would get back. And I, I really do think seeing what Oklahoma city has done the last week has made this even has shined a brighter light on this than maybe it would have had you not seen a team trade literally everybody on their roster for a first round pick. And, and people here are saying, you can't, I, I saw it all today on my timeline. You can't, you don't think you can get bode, uh, bogey for a first round pick that you could get mm -hmm. the Dante, like not next we season. No, we don't know. Like not next season. Monty is not Presty. He's year one here. Presty's been there for years yeah. and it has been doing that for years. He also had a lot of stars to trade to be, right. to put himself in that position. The Kings aren't there. Yeah. Unless you're trading Fox, you're not getting the returns that OKC was getting. 
What do you think, just briefly, and I don't want to spend a ton of time on this, but what do you think about what the Hawks did this offseason? I mean, we knew that they had money. We knew that they, they were going to be in the gambled. game. They gambled. They did. They, they, they spent all the, they, their, their shot at their cap, and they still have to pay. They have to decide of what they're doing with John Collins. By doing this, they're either paying him and they're going over for maybe a team that doesn't make the playoffs or makes a 7-8 seed. Or they're paying him a huge extension and being put in a situation where the Kings were, but they weren't even necessarily close to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but I mean, but I get it. You have Trey. I mean, and if they think that I like Gallo, I like Bogey. Like, mm-hmm. and and I get. I like Chris Dunn. Was, by the way, an, yeah. another unpopular opinion. I yes. I, I kind of like Chris Dunn. And the other thing I saw was people saying Atlanta, we should get Atlanta to trade for Buddy. If you actually read from their own reporters of why they were going after Bogey was because they wanted to take the ball out of Trey's hands. Mm -hmm. That's not Buddy. Yeah. They wanted a Bogey so that Trey could play the off the ball like we want Buddy to do. So that never made sense either to try and get that. And I think that also showed that... the value maybe that Buddy had where Kings fans were throwing, be included, oh, can you get their young player, um, Kevin, and can you get the the number six pick? Obviously, that wasn't the case. I mean, because it seems like the Kings probably would have jumped on that. But I, it's... I- I noticed I'm sure anybody else of not getting assets, but again, I, I can see the other side of it and I know people aren't going to like that. I mean, it's so this is, a, <laughs> I noticed healed was trending <laughs> in, in, you know, it's a, I'm sure it's a local trend. So I, I clicked on it and was like, let's, let's look at this. Some of this Chris Mannix SI. Here's what he wrote. Not sure why Sacramento would choose not to match on Bogdanovich clearly issues with, bogey healed fit, but worry about that later. Keep the asset, get something in return down the line. That's, I don't want to say that's the universal thought because every single take I've seen has been that. But right below that tweet is from Ramona Ramona Shelburne in response to Woj's tweet. She wrote smart, disciplined, moved by the Kings here. This shows a commitment to building around Fox and healed hard to lose talent for nothing, but matching just to match would have blocked that team building approach. I don't have a, I I, I don't have a problem with what Ramona wrote right there. I actually like what Ramona wrote. Um, And if genuinely that is Monty's thing, like we heard, we all heard how he gushed about Fox. They paid him. We all heard how he gushed about healed. Right. At, at the presser, everybody wants to talk mm-hmm. about the press conference and, oh my gosh, he must love healed so much and all this. And then people were upset he wasn't returning calls and all that. But if generally that that is his two-piece that he thinks he can build around, then I I want you, I want him to have the freedom to go off of his plan no matter what ownership says, no matter what fans say, no matter, you know, we can disagree to the high heavens. But if this is truly was your selling pitch that that you were going into, do it and we'll see what happens. <laughs> I just I'm I'm reading through these tweets and I know this is a just dangerous, dangerous thing to do, but I I, I just think people are reacting to this just in the absolute wrong way. Well, you know what else I'm seeing though is people heard Whiteside and they're saying, "How do you let a guy like Bogey go?" And then I, that's what's on my timeline right now. That that's Pete. Whiteside is going to cost ten bucks. What's the big I, deal? Hey, and I'm those are two different. Two different. Those are just as much as anybody else. <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like I, I've had it, but and you can see. If you post this video with my backgrounds, I'm feeling oh, I will. emotion. You know, I will. But I, I, I get it. I, 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 like I it, but I get, I, I get it. Oh man. 
And I, I know mention, people don't want to hear patients. We've heard patients for 14 I, years. Now that I, un, I understand. That, and I get it. And they're seeing now for people that weren't convinced that this was going to be a complete blow up to build how he wants to build they're, they're They got a dose of reality that that's, that's what he's doing. And I don't think he's tanking. I genuinely think he's trying to build a roster piece by piece, like they did in Houston and anywhere else that a GM's coming in. They're trying to build them piece by piece. And, and if, I'm going to get eviscerated for my take on this. Like, I just know it. Like the Kings, I, and sure I mean, I said it on the radio. Sure and we both will, but it's, I mean, well, I've been I, saying it all day, but. I just think it's, here's what James Ham just tweeted. Bogdan Bogdanovich was a coach on the floor, worked with Buddy Heal to improve his overall game. Great teammate. He also would have been a perfect mentor for Tyrese Halliburton. Oh, hell. All right, Ham. <laughs> By the way, James Ham will be on D'Lo and KC on Wednesday at 1230. Can that, I, I mention that is true? That is true. I mentioned one more thing about assets and losing assets for nothing. And you're going to hate me for this and, and I'll win you back. Danny Ainge. Gordon Hayward. What'd they get back for him? Nothing. Kyrie Irving. What'd they get back for Kyrie Irving when he left Boston? No, they didn't get back anything, nothing. If you manage your team properly, you can lose so-called assets. Gosh, I didn't even think of this one when I used this example before. You know who else they lost for nothing? Al Horford. Think of the contracts that those three, those three players have got over the last three years. Think of those three players, period. Al Horford, Gordon Hayward, Kyrie Irving. They were all on the Boston Celtics. Danny Ainge let Every single one of them walk for nothing. I'll ask you on this podcast, how concerned are you about the future of the Boston Celtics? Not, they draft you're not. So you that is the point. Be, you're, right? you're not concerned about cult, them. They have a culture set. Where, this is Which the other Danny thing, Ainge is, established. Right? Exactly. And this is the other thing that I saw when I was tweeting stuff and was getting replies that, well, Ainge was the perfect example because he let Gordon go, but was able to fill it with Teague and uh, and uh, Tristan Thompson. But mm-hmm. why haven't the Kings signed anybody? Well, you're talking about Boston and you're talking about Sacramento. I mean, that's apples to oranges. You, you still have to have people who want to come here. People will take less money to go to good teams. Why didn't they keep base? But you have to Why establish yourself as a good right. team first. 100%. 100%. Same way that there, people are mad that Alex Len went to Toronto over to Sa- rather than Sacramento. It's Toronto. Why did Baysmore go to Golden State over Sacramento? Mm-hmm. Yes, they had discussions. And then after talks of we want to get younger – and we probably don't want to pay you what it's going to cost to pay you to turn down Golden State. Because if they would have signed him and gave him a a number you didn't like, you'd be roasting him for signing a number that you don't like. Bays didn't want to be, I'm guessing, I don't know. I, I, I didn't call him. Well, he's not going to want to be in the position that like Garrett Temple was in. Right. Excuse me, when he, he was here. like to be traded. Right. Garrett Temple wanted to play here. You know, he wanted to play. It, was, it wasn't Sacramento. It wasn't any. He wanted to play basketball. And they were like, oh, we kind of stink. So we're just going to ask you not. We're just going to ask you not to play basketball for like the rest of this season. And, you know, things kind of happen the way that they do. But whenever you hear buzzwords like that, if you're a free agent, like Kent Bazemore couldn't assigned here, he's actually going to play in Golden State. Whatever his role will be, I don't know, but he's probably going to have the opportunity to play 82 games. There's no telling with how this season would have gone if he would have had that opportunity here. But I understand your point of comparing Sacramento to Boston. The point more was losing assets and losing, and I, I hate that I have fallen into using that term, Using players and not getting players back, you losing players and not getting any anything in return. It's not the death of a franchise if you can build something here. People will like people will see if you if you show people what you're building. God, I'm gonna use this is cheesy. If you build it, they will come. Like if you if you build an organization here, if you build a winning organization here, you'll get players. 
you're not getting LeBron. We know that you're not getting Kyrie and Kevin Durant, but you can get the second tier free agents that matter. You can get, you know, the Gordon Hayward types or, and I, I know that's probably not the best name to use, but you, I think you know what I mean by that, but you've got to start somewhere. And to me, this is, this is Monty McNair starting from somewhere. Cause if we had gotten to the end of the season, Jill, and this season is what 72 games, I think it'll be nothing short of a massive, massive miracle. If all 72 games actually get played, but let's go with the massive miracle and say 72 games happen. And the Kings wind up with, what did they have last year? 31 wins. If they wind up winning between 29 and 32 games and he's got all of that money invested. What do you, uh Oh, did something happen? You're holding your head. I don't, I don't have an alert. What happened? Everyone has a magnifying glass on buddies. Likes, right? Yes. I just got sent one that he liked it saying, Buddy Hield seeing Woe say the Kings still consider him part of the core and it's a kid crying. Like, come on, oh, dude. Like, dude, really? Like, come on. This is come the same on. dude. What does he tweet? Peace, he, love, this, and happiness what, or something like that this, every day. This is what people are pissed off about, too, is Bogey clear didn't want to be here. And media have said that. I mean, right? Like we've heard it, but he doesn't do it publicly in this way. So nobody's mad, right? That he wanted to go and move on and and be winning. But because he does it this way, it's it's rubbing salt. I mean, it's. Oh, see now, gosh, dang it, Jill. Look what you did. Now you've got me looking at Buddy's likes. Oh, and they're not. Yeah. Oh, Jill. I can't do this. Where do we sign up to cover a team that's... Is there a team I, I that's... Saw, I saw someone else say his his plan for, for not having Luke around much longer is working. Not Buddy, but Monty, like, making sure <laughs> back so, that, so that ownership that's, will be like, no. <laughs> that's not funny. That's not funny. I shouldn't have laughed at that. My partner, uh, Kenny Caraway, is going to get a kick out of out of of that. Uh, what you just shared with us, the buddy healed like. Oh man, Jill, what are we going to do, man? What are we going to do, Jilly? Yeah. Kings fans are not. Did 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 they just ruin Thanksgiving? Did the Kings just ruin Thanksgiving for everybody? I don't think they did, but I'm, I'm not mad. I'm going to tag my, I'm going to tag Casey on that tweet so he could see it. He's going to laugh. He's actually going to be infuriated much like, like, but he's going to be your your clay example that clay went down. Nothing's guaranteed in this game. When you say that you can always move, it's, it's not guaranteed. Just because, just because bogey is gone. Doesn't mean buddy's not out the door too. Right. So who knows this, 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 I, I, I'm, I, something tells me, and I don't know this for sure. I could completely be wrong. I've seen the same and it was, it was rather humorous seeing Kings, not necessarily Kings fans, but more like Kings media people tweeting about like, if this happens, this, if this happens, this, cause it's kind of like, yo, we've all seen Every single one of us, we've all seen the same 28 minutes worth of press conferences. Once when he was introduced and once at the draft. We've all seen the same press conferences. Anybody who thinks they know what Monty McNair is thinking, anybody who thinks they know what's going on in that organization is fooling themselves. Anyone thinking that they know exactly why Monty McNair decided he wasn't going to match this offer from 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 the Atlanta Hawks is being silly. But I'm going to go out on a limb and just guess. Monty McNair isn't sitting in the office going, all right, guys, checkmate. We did it. This was our end game. We didn't want to match the deal on bogey. Let's go win a championship. The, I'm going to guess that's not the case. And this is what always makes me laugh is he was getting so much praise locally and nationally for his evaluating of the draft, right? Mm-hmm in the first and in the second, that he got two guys that many people said could have gone at the end of the first, right? And so now all of a sudden, because he didn't like this move and people don't necessarily like it, then now all of a sudden he has no idea what he's doing. That take take away the, the last week before that 
where everything was golden. But now because he makes one move, one that we don't necessarily agree with or or understand because he hasn't made any other kind of move in free agency that he's just sit, he's sitting there, you know, twiddling his thumbs, not, not doing anything to me. There was really nobody in the market. Yes. There were guys I liked, but they were low paying guys and most of them were restricted free agents. So I did not expect us to have a shot at them. I'm happy. We weren't throwing that money around. I, I am. And I know people were mad that these other teams were, were throwing money around one. We didn't have money to throw around and I'm happy. We didn't have money to throw around because I think if we had a previous group, you were, you saw a lot of the mistakes that some of these guys were making. We made two years ago, a year ago, two years ago. Yeah. We have a lot of, so We'll see what kind of market Kojo has. We'll see what kind of market Bielitsa has. We'll see what Rashawn Holmes' plan. I don't know what their plan is for him or not. He, To me, out of any of the three, he's the one I would look at keeping. If if you're going to keep any of the three, um, you, you might get an offer that you can't turn down. But we have three guys that supposedly should have value. If not, they're falling off our cap for next year. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't either, but it's going to be. There are contracts we will be able to to knock them off. That They're not guaranteed past, past this season. But One thing we can agree on, I think all of us can agree on, is this is great for Tyrese Halliburton. Is that fair? Yes. Because this this gives him a, a, a greater window to play and a, well, a, a and way we'll to find out how ready he is. We, I mean, we yeah, will. yeah. Uh, you know, man, this is a lot to put on a kid as well. Which, well, it, I, I did understand from that perspective. I did understand what people were saying that bring Bogey back and you can move him, but at least the kid's not being thrown into the fire, which we saw with De'Aaron Fox when he first started here. They signed George um, Hill for that reason. But again, we also don't know what other moves Monty has in store. And yeah. maybe they genuinely feel that he's he's ready. I don't, I don't know. Or they'll start him as a backup. I mean, obviously. I don't think the kid's going to go out and start and they're going to play the buddy at three. So, so are we just going to pretend like bogey didn't have nights where he was like one of 14 and like two of 10? Like, are we just going to pretend that didn't happen and that he was just like really good all of the time? I, we're falling in love with the wrong thing here. And, and, and I don't, again, don't fault anybody who's upset with this, but I think maybe Maybe, Joe, maybe we're collectively overreacting a little. And this is so, yes, the King saw wins, right? When Bogey started and Buddy didn't. They were also playing a different style, but Fox still had better numbers individually with Buddy. So if they, again, if they truly think that is the pairing and they're going to change the pace and go back to whatever they did, I think they can, they generally think they're going to get the max out of each of those players paired together. If, if they're looking at it numbers wise, I don't know. Would this be easier to digest at least <laughs> partially? I'm tell the dog, just trying to get into we're, we're normally not recording today, so I get it. The dogs have a right to be upset. It's all right. We're recording early. It's an emergency podcast. We've got to have it out before the holidays. Um, would this have been easier to digest if the Bucks deal hadn't leaked? Like if we hadn't spent days and days and days on the radio and on podcasts and on Twitter talking about Dante DiVincenzo? I think so, because then people would have, said oh there was no market for him well there i think there would have been a group that said because he didn't sign anybody i think there would have been a group that still said oh he's not doing anything he obviously he's not calling because we're used to hearing about every move that our old front front office did but i think overall yes 
Um, I just saw someone say, whoever leaked that should be fired because you literally just blew up your, you know, at least social media wise by people knowing that existed. You just made a bunch of people hate you. Like, well, yeah, but I'm again, I don't know. I don't think that came from the Kings. Like, I don't think it, I don't think it did either. So if you want to fire Bogey's agent or someone in Milwaukee, Mm -hmm. that's fine. But I don't think, yeah, I don't, I don't think that that came from here for the Kings to leak that. It absolutely did not. But with that said, there's still a question that needs to be answered. And this is what we talked to Jason Anderson about. Was there a deal done or was there not a deal done? Jason said, and you were the one who brought this back to Twitter when this whole thing blew up on draft day. You went back and got Jason Anderson's tweet from that Monday night when the original Woj tweet went out. And Jason Anderson told us today, I was told within a minute of that Adrian Wojnowski tweet going up when I tried to independently confirm it, that there was no deal done. So what happened? This is, this is what I don't understand. Did the Bucks say, we're going to offer Bogey $18 million. He's obviously going to sign it. You're going to match it. And we're going to do the deal. Or was it the King saying, we're going to sign Bogey for whatever, whatever, $18 million to $72 million. And then we're going to trade him to you. I don't even think that that's possible. So they wouldn't have done that. What the fuck happened? That's what I need to know. What happened on the Kings end? I don't care how it got leaked because I don't think it was the Kings that leaked it. I need to know what, what, what actually transpired because for Jason Anderson to be told a minute after the Woj tweet went out that no deal had been done. That leaves me. I got a lot of questions about that. Like what exactly was the conversation between the Kings, the Bucks and the Kings, the Bucks and bogey's representatives. Right. I, I, I don't, I'm not, I, I don't know why I asked you expecting you to know. Like um, There was, a, there was, I think it was the um, Zach Lowe podcast um, that was a couple days ago and they insinuated um, his, his agent again, that they were saying that like, if we ever tell the story of what went down, we would have to do a live show and like have drinks and like, this is going to be a good one. Like, yeah. because yeah. I mean, it's and and again like we said if if it truly was him he's done this to two other teams the spurs and there was one other one and the team that had the player got hosed like they they all ended up being on the losing end of mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever the deal was going to be yeah. um and you know that's that's an agent uh, that's i mean that's not shocking. The agent's going to get whatever they're going to get. My my only thing is there had to have been a snag on numbers. Like there had to have been by taking, and this is the thing. It's like, you knew you heard about it after they traded. So you knew the money situation then. So what? And and that's what I mean. or, Or was he trying like, did he throw it out there trying to show the Hawks or someone else? Like, throw your hat in the ring. Like, yeah, maybe that was it. Anything from any other team. But the fact that we saw a tweet from somebody else prior to leaking saying, Oh, they're going to target him. But we had already heard that a, a month ago the, as well. Oh, yeah. That, yeah and Shams. then we also heard it at the trade deadline. Like this isn't the first time Milwaukee's been linked to him. Right. But Yeah. I mean, it's again, I it's Kings fans just feel like, I get it. They feel like they're always on the losing end of anything that happens anytime, anywhere. Like it's because, I mean, that's, that's been how we've been for what I think there's been eight seasons. I know I, at the end of the season, I know I did a huge stat thing of like the amount of times we were even just over 500 was I four or five seasons. It was like very small. Um, in the 35 years that they've been here. Like it was, we're just not used to good things happening. And I, I gen, I think that you still have Vladi in your mind. If you were someone that didn't think Vladi made good moves. Right. And I've seen this on here from people who thought Vladi made good moves that Vladi should never have been fired. This guy, see, just screwed everything up. 
you you run it back and they would have been fine. They had Bagley healthy. That they would have been back to how they were in 2018 or whatever it was. I've seen. We finally got rid of Lottie. Oh, like they were. I'm sorry. Were they good in 2018? People thought they were better. I. Well, that's a whole nother conversation. Okay. But you've been saying that people overvaluated that from the beginning and you saw how they fell off the second half of that season. Yeah. You have mm-hmm. people saying, oh, well, they were on the up that the second half of this last season. So again, you're still only seeing partial seasons. Yeah. But you you have people who didn't like Vladi who were saying always made the wrong decision that now they're saying, well, see now it's just, we went from one bad decision maker to another bad decision maker, even though it's, it's only one move. Yeah. It's that this is what my timeline looks like. right now. No, I, I, again, um, but, I, and, and again, I, I get, I get it. it it's 14 seasons. I, I, I get it to be, to stomach, not getting anything. I get it. And Monty's cost analysis, whatever (laughs) numbers that he pulled from apparently said that it, it was worth risking, not, not getting any, anything. And we have no idea that it, again, we heard about flexibility at the at the presser, right? And in Woj's tweet, it talked about roster flexibility. Yeah. We have yeah. no idea what that means to Monty. <laughs> That's right. That's true. I think we do. <laughs> yeah. But again, we have no idea what roster flexibility means. Yeah. So until we actually see that, yes, you can say, like you said, you don't mind this, where I can – we can also see that why you'd be pissed off until we really know his roster flexibility plan mm-hmm. in motion, like actually physically seeing it. It's, it's hard to, to evaluate long-term and of what, of what this means or doesn't mean in terms of, we don't have a crystal ball, unfortunately, to see how, how this one will play out. Well, I guess but, we'll leave it there. Yeah. Again, you can see from my background, I'm nervous, I'm blah, I'm sad. <laughs> I'm happy because I I mean, I have someone a GM who's who's seems to be ignoring anything that anyone's saying and he's he's implementing yeah. his vision. Yep. You know, which is what we all say, ignore ignore everybody else and and implement your vision. Um, you know, and then you have Mr. frustrated mad guy. So, um, well, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. I don't, I don't have an emotion up there. I'm just, I'm chill. Let's see. And normally I'm not the patient one because I hate the line of be patient. I hate the line. It's one year. I think that's all silliness. Like it's not one year. It's 14. I understand that this is a new regime. I like, I, I get it, but yeah. I want to, I, I, I didn't believe in the old regime. I didn't believe them in, in, I didn't believe in them in day one. I didn't believe in them the day before uh, he was fired and the other one stepped down, but I'm going to give this one a chance. I'm going to give Monty McNair a chance. I'm going to give this front office a chance. He thinks this is the best move for the Sacramento Kings. Okay. What's next? That's, that's what I'm waiting on. What is this move to not match Bogdan Bogdanovich's deal lead to is buddy your guy, Buddy appears to be a complete jackass. I above above all else, he appears to be acting like a, a, a petulant little child on social media. So, is is that how you're going to roll with it? Okay, you because because you can deal with a petulant child if they're scoring thirty a night, not turning the ball over, and aren't the worst defensive player you've seen in recent memory. You can deal with a petulant child. But if you whine and sulk that you don't get the ball or you don't get to shoot enough or you're, you're not valued on this team or you're the only one criticized for poor defense, then I ain't got time for you. You, you know, keep your mouth shut. Get the job done. You get paid well. You're an incredibly skilled shooter. If Monty McNair sees that in him and can deal with all the other stuff, let's roll with it. What's next? That's all I'm waiting to see. Touche. All right. Yep. yep. 
I think we are uh, done for the day. We appreciate y'all tuning in. Uh, if you want to check out the new Manscaped Weed Whacker, go check that out. Head over to manscaped.com. You'll get 20% off your order plus free shipping. Use the promo code HOOPBALL. Again, that's manscaped.com. Fellas, you'll really dig this. They got a nose hair trimmer. Uh, they've got other area trimmers, um, but they're uh, some of the best stuff on the market, including the skin safe technology that they have. Um, and it also works in the shower. So go to manscaped.com, use the promo code hoopball and get 20% off your order. Jelly, have a great holiday. Don't, don't let the, don't, don't go through all those emotions uh, when you're eating up all that good food on, on Thursday and, and stay off of Twitter. You're not allowed uh, angry Kings takes on Twitter on Thursday. That's, that's, that's the rule. <laughs> yeah i i i'm unless of course something i'm just letting see people i'm just letting people talk i'm staying out of you, you know I'm there's there's, there's probably one thing that we should touch on in two seconds i get yelled at for being too positive so i, yes, I try do. and stay out of it would you be mad if they signed hassan whiteside i wouldn't necessarily i would say more so i wouldn't understand it but he's also what is left. So, I mean, if in terms of if you're looking at like Thon Maker or Whiteside, like, and okay, again, we don't know what he means in terms of roster flexibility. So, if he's already planning to send people out and this is a stopgap that you have for when you're sending everybody out, then I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Okay. It's a, it's a plug in that you can throw out there and he can run. And and do some things, <laughs> but yeah. I I don't see it being any kind of long term deal. So like I'm not worried about that. But to me, it makes sense if knowing you're going to be shipping all these people off, that you have a a, a playable stopgap guy there. That's the best I can give on it. All right. Well, we appreciate you for tuning in. If you haven't um, rated or reviewed this show yet, particularly on Apple Podcasts, and if you're new to the show, uh, welcome. Uh, it's a new season. I mean, Joe, by the time, are we together on the first day of training camp? It's pretty close. We're scheduled to record next Wednesday. Yeah, I think they they think- have to start showing up on the first to start getting their tests, I believe. We'll also have the schedule by the next time that we talk, we'll have the, well, I, t- I take that back. We'll have the first half of the schedule, which is coming out December 1st. So if you haven't um, subscribed to the show yet, please do. Again, we've got an entire season full of coverage coming up here on the Sacramento Kings podcast on the Be Her podcast platform. So subscribe, rate, review, uh, like, share on social media, tweet us at Jill Adge, at Damian Barling, tune into D'Lo and KC every weekday on ESPN 1320 AM here in Sacramento and Northern California or on the radio.com app. Just search radio.com. You can get all of your podcasts there in the app store uh, as well. It's a fantastic little app where you can listen to us live and on demand each and every single day. Jill, I appreciate you so much. We appreciate you so much for listening and we'll see you here next time on the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by Hoopball and the Be Heard podcast platform.